and welcome to the This Is The Place podcast, a Silicon Slopes production, colon, new technologies here, growing faster each year, with your hosts, Meg Walter and Chris Wall, Rawl, Wall Rawl. My name is actually Chris Rawl for the record, not Chris Wall. Welcome, Chris. You know, it's finally good to be here. This it has is. been a long time coming, has it not? How long have we had this studio just sitting here waiting, waiting for the world to grace, have us grace it with our <laughs> insights, articulation? Well, really, it's only been here for a month because we've only been in this office for a month. Too long. But that's a long time. If Too you think long about to it. sit here unused. Now we're here. We're ready to talk about Utah. We're ready to talk about tech. And this among, is... among other things. <laughs> we, have, we have a couple more special topics that we'll get to later. But to start, we're going to talk about our actual jobs. Yes. Chris, what are you working on? I'm not working on anything, but I did attend multiple Silicon Slopes events last week. Tell and I know that you them. did too. Actually, I didn't attend multiple. I attended one, but there were multiple. The first thing that I attended was the Silicon Slopes Summer Bash, which we hosted outside of our office. We had over 5,000 people, and they came and hung out and ate barbecue. And the main thing that I want to talk about is our superior, Clint Betts. What about him? He was wearing an apron the whole day, and he hasn't taken it off since. That's a true stat. Wow. So that happened on Wednesday, correct? Yes. I went and ate. Thursday. It was Thursday. Okay, that happened on Thursday. I went and ate with Clint on Sunday night. Uh-huh. What was he still wearing? I promise you this is a true statement. He was wearing the exact same apron. I heard that Clint received a Traeger. Which <laughs> yeah, is, that's why I went over to eat. Which is funny, because I once wrote about Traeger and did not receive a Traeger grill. Ooh. That actually kind of bums me out. Really bums me out. So Traeger Grills hates you, apparently, because Clint wrote about him one time and they gave him the I grill. know. I know. Anyway, moving on. No, no, no. I uh, want to talk nope. about your performance. We're not, we're not moving on. So <laughs> scared. it had started for 30 minutes. I was still in my office because I'm a hardworking individual and I was doing sure. work. And I look out my office window and what do I see? Popcorn popping on the apricot tree. Very close. But I see Meg Walter. Alone at a table, surrounded by tons of tables filled with people. Uh, what's your point? <laughs> what What was happening here? I was hungry, and I was eating my lunch. And then I left. You couldn't find one friend. This is why they didn't give you a Traeger Grill. You're unpopular. True or listen, false? Listen, I don't like parties, and I'm sorry. I shouldn't <laughs> say that because we host like a million every month, but parties give me a lot of anxiety. <laughs> And I'm fine. If you want to come up and say hi, come up and say hi. I'm happy to talk to you. But really, I just I just wanted to eat my lunch and peace out. Okay, my first request for all of our listeners is if you see Meg at an event, please go up to her and talk and be friendly so she can overcome this social anxiety. Yeah, would you please? Because it's really difficult. My me. second request is Traeger Grills, please give Meg a grill yeah, because right? she needs one. Right? Anyway, can I talk about my thing now? Yes. Meg actually went to an event. I did go to an event. I went to the... Ernst & Young, Entrepreneur of the Year, Utah Region Awards Gala. That was so long. I know. I wore my fanciest dress, and I w- made my husband wear his fanciest suit. Okay, how much did those outfits cost combined, to be honest? Oh, millions. It was, it was upwards of $1 million. That's um, about right. And our table was in the, close to the back because I think that our superior forgot to pay for our table on time. <laughs> So we were pretty what? far in the back. Um, Clint forgot to pay for our table, and so they seated us at a table at the very back. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what happened. Anyway, but it was a lovely, lovely event. Um, and it was fun to see all the winners, and I ate all the delicious food. Name every winner right now. 
Case Lawrence. Okay. Circus Trick CEO. The Quigleys. Okay. Chatbooks CEO and, well, Chatbooks co-founder is a better way of putting it. Stephen Daly. Avanti. Uh-huh. Carl Sun. Lucid. Sam Maloof. Gavin Maloof's long-lost brother, the former <laughs> owner of the Sacramento Kings. Yes. And Las yes. Vegas <laughs> casino owner. Yes. Yeah, he was there. Um, Derek Maxfield. Uh, now I'm drawing blanks on who these Unique. people are. I probably, sh- I probably should know. Tim Ballard. Now I'm the one that's embarrassed. Operation Underground Railroad. Oh, yeah. I'm going to feel real bad if I'm missing somebody. That's okay. Anyway, it was great. They all gave lovely... Oh, Andrew Smith, Four Foods Group, best hair I've ever seen. Really? Man or woman. He has long, silky hair um, that's beautiful. And in his acceptance speech, he actually talked about how difficult it was for him to decide whether to wear his hair up or down. Which did he choose? He chose up when he accepted the award, but then he took it down after he returned to his table with his long hair, (laughs) which was exciting for everyone there. Um... Um, what a lot of people don't know is that you attend 30 EY events per year. Yeah, I do a lot of EY at events. At least 30, actually. At least, at least 30. And Every. you write 60 EY articles yeah. per year. Yeah, I'm pretty much part Over of that Over half team. of your contributions on siliconslopes.com, the website we work on, yeah. are for, about EY. And it's great. <laughs> I love it. Why did I not get an invite to this is my first question. You were invited. There was a spot there for you and a date. That were untaken, and actually I'm grateful you didn't come because I got to eat your salad and your dessert. Oh. So my sacrifice was a good thing in the end. Didn't go unnoticed. Anyway. (laughs) That's great to hear. And I'm glad you came out of your shell to attend another event. Okay, listen. I'm fine to sit at a table and talk with other people. That's fine. It's when, like, how many people were at that barbecue? 20,000 or something? (laughs) That's too many people. I love that we had 20,000 people at our barbecue. And like everyone was already talking to somebody. I didn't want to butt in, you know? Yeah, it's okay. I'm not hating is it? on you. It's is actually it? kind of funny because I don't go to any events. So me getting on your case is probably the richest thing I've done. Okay, moving on. We have some news uh, about VidAngel, which as you know, has had quite the roller coaster of a year with their lawsuit, which hasn't been going great. So two things, Silk and Slopes magazine, which was launched three months ago, the f- very first cover story was VidAngel, written by you, written by our me. resident VidAngel expert. How many articles have you written on VidAngel? This is not a joke when I say it's probably 10 or 15, right? I think it's fi- probably 15. Yeah. So you're the number one person qualified to talk about this. I am. So explain to everybody what's going on with VidAngel. Last we saw, they were embroiled in this huge legal controversy. They're getting sued by Hollywood Studios. Their service gets shut down. Now, where are we at? Now, last night, they made this huge announcement. And in that announcement, they said that they are now filtering content from Netflix, HBO, and Amazon, which is rad. But my question is, what's left of an HBO show if you're filtering it? Uh, 10 minutes per 60 minutes. minutes. Each Game of Thrones episode. You have the opening credits of Game of Thrones, which actually features a fantastic theme song. Yeah. And you have probably three minutes of like establishing shots of dragons flying or things like that. So I guess you'll save some time. That's sweet. You could watch a full season of Game of Thrones in 100 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you might so, be left behind on the plot, but you can watch who it. Who needs a plot? Minutes. That's what Wikipedia is for. Or me or you. You can come and talk to either one of us. We'll explain all sorts of things. Yeah. In our other lives, Chris and I are TV critics. <laughs> you actually are more so than I am. I'm an undercover TV critic. Yeah. Anyway, as far as news, 
That's all I've got. Anything from you? No, I don't want to talk about anything I'm writing about because I haven't been doing very much work and I don't want Clint to know. Well, so this he, is the, he this certainly is the place won't to know now. This is the place to hide from my This is also you know? This is the Place podcast, so things have come this full circle. This is the place. We're back to square one. So far. So we probably should um, explain a little bit about what this podcast is. Do you know what this podcast is? No. And that's why I want to explain some of it. Okay. So a lot of you are familiar with the Silicon Slopes Hour, which Clint Betts hosts where he talks to random entrepreneurs about being an entrepreneur. Um, this is obviously not that podcast. This is myself and Meg talking about things that we find interesting and or entertaining in the tech scene, which is where we work, and Utah, which is a place we also work. And, and live. <laughs> and live, as it were. We do, we do not commute from out of state to no. work here. So as part of that, we are actually going to be talking about random things that we found interesting that have been happening in Utah. Sure are. Sure are, huh? Should I start? <laughs> I would love for you to talk about some things. First, let me read this headline to you. Okay. Woman accused of trying to find hitman to take out another hitman. So this begs a lot of questions. Sure First does. and foremost. Uh, I found this story on KSL. There's a photo attached to this story that looks like the sweetest second grade teacher you've ever seen in your entire life. And her name, it's probably like Mrs. Beasley or something. Like she just it's looks. It's definitely Mrs. Beasley. She looks darling. She um, looks exactly like my second grade teacher who was so nice and lived in Provo. And if it's her, I'm going to freak out. But I don't understand how this lady got ensnared in this web of like multiple hitmen. Well, wait, I, want, I want to read the very first paragraph please, of this thing because please. it completely summarizes what's going on. A woman already facing charges for allegedly trying to hire a hitman to kill her ex-husband now faces additional charges for trying to find another hitman to take out the first hitman, according to charging documents. Well, I mean, who among us hasn't at one time or another thought about hiring a hitman? What's happening here? Well, what shocks me, there's a few things. First, guess how much she paid the hitman? I already know because I read the article. It's $5,000. That's not a lot of money to take somebody's life. My car costs $12,000. That is almost two and a half people killed. What kind of car do you drive? A Mazda, because I'm high class. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, she paid him $5,000. She promised him $100,000 after she collected life insurance. Like, nobody was going to notice that he was murdered, yeah, and the life insurance collection wasn't going to be problematic. I'm assuming they were trying to, like, keep it on the DL, right? I mean, I would assume that you try and keep a murder on the DL. But I also have never tried to, like, set up somebody's murder, and so I, I can't really, like, verify whether or not that's true. Where do people find hitmen? What's the story here? Is this just like something okay. that most people know? Uh, well, apparently this guy rented an apartment from her. And she, I guess she was like, that guy <laughs> that looks like somebody who could kill somebody. How and do you broach so, the subject? I don't know. You know when you want to ask somebody a really awkward question? And yes. you're like just trying to brainstorm ways? What happens here? You're like, oh, I have a tenant and I need him to kill my ex-husband. How do, do you like pour him a glass of wine and sit him down and like give him this talk? Yeah. Yes. Let's go with that. She invited him over, sat him down, explained the situation, and he was like, sure, I could use $5,000. Why did he ask for more? $5,000 is so little. I don't, yeah, it is little. I think it was the promise of $100,000 that really snagged him there. But again, like, how likely was that $100,000 actually come through? Maybe the Hitman community is more competitive than we think. Yeah. It's like homie and the real estate industry. 
where they're like driving each other's prices now. You know what's going to be next? A website that like cuts out the middleman or something. It's like going to totally disrupt the hitman industry. We just started our own startup on a startup podcast. <laughs> anyway, so now for some reason, uh, Mrs. Beasley, I can't remember, was it? I don't know her real name. She's trying to hire a second hitman to kill the first hitman, probably because he's mad he's not getting his $100,000. And from what I gather after reading this article, she's just like walking around the woman's prison asking random inmates if they know somebody that can take this guy out. That's actually a great place to start searching for someone. Right. That makes more sense than finding your tenant. I know, but like, shouldn't she do a little bit of research? Like maybe find out who's in for murder. She's way too of- busy. Um, bringing her like second grade teaching lessons and yeah. like memorizing Grading them. papers while yes. she's there looking at their She just cursive. doesn't have time to find a real hitman. All right, you ready for the next one? Absolutely. I'm fired up about it. Here's the second headline. Ogden Raptors announce, then cancel, Hourglass Appreciation Night. <laughs> Chris, any guesses into what, uh, what Hourglass Appreciation Night is? Um, I do have a guess, and I know it's the correct guess, because this is also something I'm, I'm aware of. Um, Hourglass Appreciation Night was designed to reflect upon... the. Uh, the female body? Am I correct there? Sure. Not are. just any type of female body, I guess. Let me read you the email. This is an email okay. that the team sent to their fans. Okay, first of all, at the top, there's clip art of three very diverse ladies, to be fair, different colors, but all in very low cut bikini tops. Okay. Here's the text of the email. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> Absolutely. Who says baseball is too slow? It's the timeless nature of America's pastime that connects generations like nothing else. As such, the Ogden Raptors are proud to celebrate the great Sport Sands Clock with Hourglass Appreciation Night on Friday, the 11th of August, 2017. (laughs) The home team hosts the Billings Mustangs, but the real thoroughbreds... The real thoroughbreds... Astounding wording so far. ...join Raptors broadcaster A.P. Harold in the booth. Since August is the eighth month of the calendar year, okay, are you ready for this? <laughs> and an eight looks tantalizingly similar to an hourglass. Be there a better way to remind the world that baseball needs no clock than to feature 18 hourglass shaped commentators? That's right. Stars Talent Studio of Salt Lake City will provide a different stunner each half inning and the raptors will video stream the broadcast booth well at least the better looking half of it fans will have the opportunity to pose for pictures with the lovely ladies as we showcase seriously splendid visual appeal utah's legendary mountains dodgers and red farm hands and gorgeous women whose curves rival those of any stud pitching prospect so as you can mm-hmm. imagine, mm-hmm. there was some backlash. It seems problematic, to say the a least. A little problematic. Uh, they've since canceled the event. Okay, seems reasonable. But it <laughs> harkens to a time last year when yet another basketball team... Baseball. Baseball, pardon me. Which a lot of people think is slow, but really is a great segue into hourglass appreciation. Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, I'm really, I'm astounded by the, the uh, transitional paragraphs they had in this email. <laughs> And how they managed to tie it all together. 
Um, but yeah, it harkens back to another appreciation night last year that people weren't too fond of. Do you remember what that was? So the Ormals, another minor league baseball team within uh-huh. Utah, uh-huh. created what they called Caucasian Heritage Night to yeah. celebrate Caucasian heritage. <laughs> also not a great idea. And also canceled, as it turns out, once everybody heard about it and said, this is not great. Here's what I want to say. Okay. So I have so many bad ideas every day. I have sure. a thousand bad ideas every day. Sure. Pro- probably more, actually. Three thousand. I, <laughs> first of all, I'm somewhat smart enough that I go through the majority of those bad ideas and I'm like, yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. Second of all, I go to somebody who I know. Let's say I come to you and I'm like, Meg, I have this idea. Do you think it's good? And you're like, no, it's actually really bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have a support network within my life where people can tell me that my ideas are bad. So if you work at a company that has a lot of people, let's say you're in a marketing department at a minor league baseball team, you have multiple people at your disposal who you can run an idea by. Mm -hmm. How on earth do both of these ideas pass through enough people that they send out a press release saying, we're going to have Hourglass Appreciation Night, where we get hot women to wander around in bikinis Mm -hmm. and nobody's going to have a problem with this? Right. Or how do we have a Caucasian Heritage Night where we honor Caucasians? And nobody's going to have a problem with this. How does that happen? Explain I, this to yeah, me, please. I don't know. I, I've thought the same thing. There had to have been more than one person who okayed this. Oh, there has to have been tons. There's a team that said, this is a great idea. And I understand maybe, on an maybe individual. Maybe there was like someone in the room that was like, this is actually a really bad idea. But they're like low on the totem pole. And they're like, I don't want to be that guy. Do I dare say anything? I think all it would take is one person saying, uh, think about what other people will think as soon as they hear this. If anybody says that, they're vetoing both of these things. I don't get how they get out into the public eye. I guess the point is anyone who has an idea should run it by us here as Silicon Slopes first. (laughs) And we will gladly tell you whether or not that idea is stupid and or offensive. Correct. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Those are all my news stories. Do you have any others? No. Great. I'm I'm still very rattled that those ideas saw the light of day. I know. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's bumming me out. So let's move on. Okay, thank you. To a segment we're calling <laughs> Advice for Entrepreneurs from Two Non-Entrepreneurs. Yes. We're about as non-entrepreneur entrepreneur-y? entrepreneurial. Entrepreneurial. That's how non-entrepreneur oriented we are. We don't even know what the correct term is. Here's the thing. I talk to entrepreneurs every day. Okay. The more I talk to them, the more I'm like, I'm not cut out for that. I could never do that. The more I talk to them, the less that I understand about being an entrepreneur. I'm actually getting dumber at being an entrepreneur, which seems, is why it's great that we can give advice to people, right? It seems really hard. <laughs> and like, you have to be really brave, and I'm not very brave. Like, the bravest thing I've ever done, I was at a stoplight, and it turned green, and the person wasn't moving, and so I, like, honked the horn. Uh, I don't dare do that. And I, like, regretted it immediately. Are you kidding me? Have you seen all the road rage incidents? That's my number one fear. Right? Every- anyway, <laughs> okay, not so. cut out to start my own company, but... <laughs> Still qualified to give advice. Yes, absolutely. I'll give advice on whatever you'd like. How about building products people need? Yes, this is this seems like a pretty simple concept. You and know, yet? Just taken at face value, yes, it seems like a good idea to build a company based upon a product that someone will need. And However... Yet we have the smalt, <laughs> which you may have guessed from the name, is a smart salt shaker. I did not guess that, but go on. It's a salt shaker that plays music, okay. lights up. My understanding is it's like an Alexa of sorts. <laughs> a salt shaker. <laughs> a smart salt shaker. Two okay, questions. Explain. Who needs that? Second, who can afford it? I actually know a person who will use this. Who? 
Clint Betts, our coworker. That is a true statement. Is it because he got a Traeger and he needs to season the meat? He That's got part with... of it, but you have never met a human being who puts more salt on more food items than him. Oh, really? And he loves technology, so like, it's not far-fetched to assume that he would carry a salt shaker around, shaking it on everything he eats while asking it to play Okay, but why doesn't he Spotify? just tape his phone onto a salt shaker? Save himself however much this is costing, which I'm because sure is not Because the small, small exists and he wants to buy it. So he's the problem then. He has a smartwatch. Of course he'll buy the small. Well, I have a smartwatch. What are you saying? I'm saying that's the segue into deeper and darker things. Like? Like the smalt. Ugh. <laughs> what I thought you, you were introing the next segment. No, if you wear a smartwatch and it like assesses all these random vitals on your body that you don't really need, like how much you're sleeping or your heartbeat when you're sitting here talking to me on a podcast, Yeah. then that obviously is like leading you to a stranger place, right? If you think that's cool. Kind of. Do you think it's cool to be able to tell people your heart rate? Yes. Uh, so you actually could be buying the small down the road. I'm not buying the small. Sorry. I I'm feel just like saying, I just shot down your whole theory. No, I'm saying crazier things will have happened. I, I understand that you don't think you'll buy it now, but who's to say in two years' time after you like find this deep abiding love for salt and continue on your love for technology that you won't be a small? What if it costs five bucks? Okay, five bucks, I buy the small. Okay, what if it costs 30 bucks? I'm sure it costs more than five bucks. 30 bucks. 30 bucks, no. Okay. And I already have a love for salt. (laughs) And I'm still not intrigued by the small. Anyway, if you're an entrepreneur, remember, build things people need. Yeah, I I think the Internet of Things has really, like, caused people to go wonky when it comes to connecting things to the Internet, right? Yeah, there are things that don't need to be connected to the Internet. 80% of things that are connected shouldn't be connected. Like what? Salt shakers. Salt shakers. Fridges. Anything, actually. I don't care if it's connected to my to the internet. I want my TV and my Traeger grill. <laughs> Do you, Wait, did they send you a Traeger? No. <laughs> but I, I know be, that I you can so connect mad. them to your phone. They have an app. Right. And you put a little sensor inside the meat, and it spits out all this information to you on your phone. So our sprinkler system is connected to the internet? I'm on board with that. Except it doesn't work. Mm, that I'm less on board with. Yeah. So it's like I have to go down and like manually program our sprinklers, which is way harder than using the app because they want you to use the app. So they made the manual programming way too complicated. Mm, I don't like that. And I'm like, what would my pioneer ancestors think of me right now? Nothing good. (laughs) Your pioneer ancestors would hate you so bad. Thinking, speaking of pioneer ancestors, let's read some tweets. Yes. Um. So for those of you who don't follow Meg on Twitter, I encourage you to do so. She's very good at Twitter. Yeah, you can find her I'm very at, good at Twitter. You can find her at Meg Morley. You can find me at Chris Rall. I'm a lot less good at Twitter. Um, I retweet a lot of things about LeBron, LeBron James. So if you're into that, follow me. If not, I don't care. But <coughs> I want Meg to explain her most recent tweet because I have some questions for her on it. Okay. So here is your tweet from yesterday. My hair guy can't see me until July 8th. So I guess I'll be focusing on inner beauty till then because I look like the saddest dog at the pound. What what don't you understand about that tweet? <laughs> okay. My first question. What did you look like yesterday? What did like I look I, like yesterday? I need more of an image than a sad dog at the pound. Like what happened to your hair? Okay. In my mind, this is what that conjures up. You were in a rainstorm. You came in. Your hair didn't dry for five hours. And you just sat there sopping wet and looking sad at the TV. How'd that happen? Had I been in a rainstorm, I would have redone my hair. The problem is, I did my hair within an hour. 
it fell flat against my face because I've waited too long to get a haircut. Haircuts expire. Wow. Yeah. If you go too long, they're not going to work. And that's where I'm at with my hair right now. And there's really nothing I can do to help it. Okay. Here's my second question. You have a specific person you go for every haircut. I do. Do you not? I've never gotten a professional haircut in my my whole life. Oh my gosh. I'm 30 years old and that's never happened. I go to a guy named David who works at Maelstrom Salon in Salt Lake City and everybody should go see David because he's a hair wizard. And (laughs) I am loyal to David. So even though he can't see me for another month, I'm going to wait and I'm going to suffer because it's worth it to get into David. So that's my next question. How many appointments does he have a day that he can't see you till July 8th? This has to be the most successful hairstylist in the history of mankind. Okay, well, consider how long each appointment lasts if you're doing a cut and color. That's like a three-hour endeavor. (laughs) What? Yeah. It takes three hours longer than... It takes to get a root canal. Yes. How? How could it? Do you really want me to? Is this, is this entertaining for our listeners? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> you have to explain your tweet. That's the point. Okay. So you go in. First, he's like, what are we doing? And you explain what you're doing. And then you go and get your hair washed. No, wait. First. First, he puts on the color. He takes each strand and colors each strand and he wraps it in tinfoil. Each individual strand of hair? Well, I mean like chunks, but it still takes a long time. Then you sit for 30 minutes. Then he washes it out. And then he cuts it and then he styles it. And then I'm like the hottest person in the world for like, I don't know, a week. And then I'm and like, then you become a dog at the pound. Yes, exactly. And then it's only a matter of time because you think that you can make your haircut last. You think you have it in you to replicate what David has done. Like you are naturally born with David's talents, but I'm not. I'm lying to myself. And then by the time I called to make an appointment, it was too late. And that's on me. Wow. This has been the most enlightening two minutes of my entire life. Can I read one of your tweets? I've learned so much about hair and about you as an individual that I just can't. I couldn't feel better. But yes, you may. You can read one tweet to me that I'll explain. First, I would like to apologize to anyone in the tech community who follows me thinking I'm going to tweet anything related to tech because that's never happening. If you're looking for things related to tech, follow at Silicon Slopes. Uh, We tweet from a bunch every day. Uh, Great stories that we write. Um, All sorts of comings and goings within the tech community. Weird events we're hosting, all those kinds of things. So that's where you can find tech stuff. Anxiety if you want to talk about hair barbecues. or LeBron James, you can follow me or Meg. Here's Chris Rawls' latest tweet. It feels good to watch a competitive playoff basketball game. Okay, here's the thing. Isn't every basketball <laughs> game competitive? No, none of them are. No. These playoffs were garbage, hot garbage. Tell me why. Because every game was decided by 80 points. But- I was honestly so bummed out watching almost... Every playoff game. That was from, to be fair, that was from months ago when, like, I uh, hadn't watched a good playoff a basketball month game. Ago. Okay, one month ago. I think it was from, like, a random Bucks game or something, but I was very down in the dumps about no good basketball. And finally, I had one, and I just had to let people know. So what game was it? Uh, I think it was game six of Bucks raptors Oh, okay. Which you obviously know all about. I know everything about the Bucks and the Raptors, <laughs> the deer and the dinosaur. Who knows more about these subjects? Me in relation to hair, you in relation to Bucks Raptors. Probably me. Probably you. I agree. I watched the championship game. Oh, you know way more about that than hair then. Um, Kevin Durant is adorable. His mom is adorable. Keep I really going. I, I actually really love this. enjoyed watching their interaction. And I was rooting for the Cavs because I always root for the people who are losing. Yes. Um, but like I was happy for him and his mom. What I would say to everybody is stay tuned for next week's podcast because I'm pretty sure I'm going to ask Meg basketball questions for 30 minutes. Yeah, I think we're done. (laughs) So we'll see you next week. Until then, remember to follow Silicon Slopes on... 
Twitter and Facebook. At Silicon Slopes, both places. Instagram as well. Um, we throw up cool photos about Silicon Slopes cake or people who stand in front of our wall. Are we doing that? Are we still doing Instagram? Absolutely. Great. Great. Follow us there as well. <laughs> Thanks, and everybody, for coming we'll out. We'll see you next week. Thank you.